you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL Podcast. And drink a water with one hand. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. I am Greg Rosenthal. Not quite surrounded, but uh, still joined by a city filled with heroes. Patrick Claybon. And Erica Tamposi, a.k.a. Ricky Hollywood. What's happening? Hey, Greg. A little different today. You know, hey, don't come at me. Hey, my favorite's missing. Hey, I want Dan. I want Mark. I want Wes. But, why, would they, uh, why would they come at you? Well, because I'm representing um, the, the the people that, they're, that they don't want. You know, they want Dan and Mark. Uh, and um, they're not getting them this week. Let's break it down. It's uh, it's a little bit different of a week. This has been a very different off season, and and Dan and Mark are taking uh, a well deserved week to uh, settle a bunch of stuff. And uh, we thought, hey, we're, we're here. Let's tape a couple mini shows instead of going dark a couple weeks before camp starts. We're just gonna hit you with the news of the day. Uh, we'll get a little extra Ricky Hollywood. We'll get a, a lot extra Patrick Claybon, and we'll say bye, and, and we'll continue our training for this 2020 season. Greg's an extraordinarily nice person. I will translate uh, for anybody <laughs> that's, that's trying to figure that out. What? Don't complain. You're lucky I'm doing this for you. <laughs> no. I'm Greg Rosenthal. I am the source of your joy, your pleasure, your pain, your suffering. I am everything. <laughs> I am Greg. Uh, bow to me. That's not quite what he said because Greg's a saint. But no. Um, but I like yeah, that interpretation, uh, Ricky. You were you were at um, Hansis Manor um, yesterday for a, a nice socially distant, sitting far apart, um, quick uh, meetup where you saw. We were, we yeah. Wes. That's pretty exciting. Saw Wes, saw Keisha, saw Baby Link. He is just like so freaking cute. It's unreal. Um, Colleen Wolf was there and Dan and we all sat very, very far apart, even with masks <laughs> on, even that far apart. So it was it was very um, 
it was really, really, we were really careful. <laughs> it was, it's still though, it's still, it's still cool. It was hearing, uh, I, I was not able to make it, unfortunately, um, was tied up with, with the family, but, uh, yeah, Wes, Wes and Keisha said it was one of their, the best days they've had in, in a long time and get to feel like a normal person and talk to, uh, other people. It's exciting. Yeah, Clay what was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I, last week was probably the busiest week uh, professionally that I've had uh, since mm. I came to the NFL. And uh, that was different. So it, it made the weekends because, like, honestly, the start of all this, there was no difference between the days. Everything was basically the same. But, like, I hit Saturday morning and it was like, all right, yeah, let's let's rest. And then my son immediately kicked me in the face. And so, like, it was like a – like welcome back to reality, but uh, we're not resting that much. It's like Malcolm is what three? Yeah, he's three. And your and your newborn Sage is you know a newborn. So yeah, you're not getting that much rest. Give me a break. Yeah, but just the requirements on me. I could just I could just be dad, and so that was that was cool to just be dad uh, for a couple of days and right back at it today, but not to the same extent because last week was a lot. right. And now we're yeah we're putting you to work and uh, i apologize for that i don't even have to put a shirt on for this like what are you talking about this i just there's like a little bit of i think an emptiness inside of me and the only way to try to fill it is by (laughs) podcasting it's like mark mark said he was tired of hearing you know the sound of his own voice on some level it's like nope not me gotta just keep (laughs) talking out into the void all right let's uh let's do some news ricky if captain hook was moonlighting as a handyman he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. A penis. Tell me how your kid is too old to sleep with a tent. What the f- he said? I have never seen Steve Harvey stop during Fast Money. Like, during the Fast Money round, the fact that he was like, what the did he just say? Oh. So good. That was uh, Steve Harvey, who's the host of the Family Feud in an NFL Stars versus uh, Old Stars show. And that was Bruce Smith uh, with one of the most memorable uh, Family Feud answers in a long time. That's that's 100 (laughs) percent like as a Family Feud host, your job is to be there for when somebody says something very sexually suggestive and react on that. Like that's 100% the most important part of hosting that show. And that's what Steve Harvey excels at. It is. Uh, it's a classic. I mean, uh, I can't say I watch a ton anymore, but man, I was locked in as a, as a, <laughs> as a preteen in, in Michael Irvin, by the way, the, the, the clip of him celebrating one of his answers uh, is also a delight. Yeah, but did you see what the question was? It was kind of like an easy, either or question. It was yeah. 50, 50 It was like name a color on a on a checkerboard, and he said red. Which and got it's either yeah, 50, red or black. Which got fifty one out of a hundred, and he celebrated like they won the fourth Super Bowl. But I, I don't hate it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so um, I wish we had, um, you know, such joyful news uh, to talk about. Um, well, I guess we do off the top, depending on how you want to look at it. A, a right has been wronged, and we we talked about it. The Washington Football Team. Um, we anticipated they were going to change their name. They had officially said that they were only doing an examination into the team name. On Monday, the team officially announced uh, that they are changing their team name. They mentioned the old team name seven times in, in the statement, um, which, which was interesting. But it's coming, and perhaps the only reason why they didn't uh, announce what the new name is going to be is there's a, reportedly a trademark dispute. Um, but Dan Snyder, who's owned the team for 20 years and, and long fought uh, against this change, 
uh, officially is on the record that it will be no more and it will be no more before the 2020 season. So they're going to have to figure out what happens with their uniforms and, and everything else in the next couple of weeks, Patrick. And it would seem like hopefully there's been some sort of plan in the works and it's not just how that statement makes it sound, which is that Dan and Ron are just kind of like on a zoom call, just talking it out. Like, like you and Emika or me and Lauren naming the kids, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like hopefully there's more than just two people involved. And hopefully uh, this is the trademark issue is just, you know, how squatters are. Uh, you see people do it with URLs and, and Twitter names all the time. Well, they just- some dude, some realtor apparently squatted on all these names. I think somewhat recently he saw what was happening and he suddenly squatted on like 15 different names. Yeah. And so, the, you know, that's. That's unfortunate, but uh, <laughs> at least like they didn't wait right until they had that resolved. They let right. everybody know early right. on in the week that, that we're not going to use the name anymore. And uh, and yeah, it's it's over. Finally, uh, we can move on to something like it's it, I'm just glad I'm just glad it's finally. I know over. it is funny because we're this is one where we're NFL employees. And a lot of times we get comments, especially from people overseas. Wow, you you guys. You know, you can I'm not going to do an accent, but you, you guys can really, you know, they really let you take the piss out of uh, out of the league, even though you work for them. But there there are some issues that, you know, a you always have to be professional about it. But B was kind of a third rail issue. And this was it. This was almost like the number one third rail issue. So there is something to me. You mentioned, um, you know, Mike Silver calling the name racist. I, I looked at. You know, the Judy Batiste, the headline she writes for NFL.com today and just, you know, calling an embarrass a long term embarrassment for the league is, is finally over with. And it, there's almost part of me that's still like, can she say that? But 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 it's great because she can. And um, it the the weird thing is it's been such a long fight and, and we will move on from it. But it's not like uh, it's not like this is a new thing. Right. In, in, uh, I forgot the name, but an Indian council back in 1972 was battling hard for this. This is a almost a 50 year old fight. There were 3,000 people, Ricky, at the Super Bowl in the early 90s that Washington played at protesting that Super Bowl. So wow. that's that's 30 years ago. So it's not about like, hey, this isn't like, you know, different native um, voices have been battling this uh, for a long time, and and. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're they're thrilled to see this. I uh, I don't know. It's it's like a larger question in this in this time. Um, but man, like th- there's a, there's a reckoning. <laughs> there's a there's more reckonings for this country yeah. out there. And I read this novel. I'm just going to give it a shout out called There There by Tommy Orange uh, last year. And it's a novel. But man, it made it provided kind of like a kaleidoscope of the the current native experience in the country. That was eye opening uh, to me, and, he, and it's in a fictional way, in in such a way that I'm almost like ashamed how little I, you know, I'd ever thought about it. And it, it's a brilliant writing too, so I'd recommend that to anyone. Yeah, one thing that, that kind of leaps out to me that through the course of the conversation, again, like as you said, for my entire life about this this team's name, is this idea that the only reason it matters is because certain people are quote unquote offended, and and somebody always they they say offended in such a, in such a way that it's like, Oh, well, they're being ninnies. Right. And, and that's it. But it's, it's not about who is or who isn't quote unquote offended. Right. The, the ideas that we have perpetuate actual harm on people. And, and especially these people uh, who were here before any of us. Right. And, 
if if we can't change at least even the most minor things, then we're not going to be able to change right. Uh, you know, the things that, that still impact them today. And a shout out to the last person to complain about me not using the team name on Twitter <laughs> who added the network and the league account run by Bryce <laughs> and anybody else in social who I guess gets angry <laughs> tweets about me. Yeah. Why did your late night anchor Patrick Claybon on Thursday night call blank the football team from Washington instead of their nickname when doing the highlights of their preseason games, preseason games, by the way, <laughs> is this an option that you've given to your talent on the network? Well, mm. Tim, uh, you don't have to worry about me saying or not saying the team name anymore. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I guess today sucks for you. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you do wonder, I do wonder a little bit um, if the chiefs are next and the chiefs are different because a chief, it, there's many reasons why it's different, um, but I, I do think it's it's possible, and I don't think you'll see, you know, maybe the tomahawk chop at uh, at Chiefs games in, in different sporty events too. Um, moving on to uh, to the issue of the day, and there's not a, a huge update today in terms of uh, where we are with the coronavirus in California. Here, just to give you know, our listeners, you know, a clue of kind of where we're at, you know, cases are skyrocketing. They are now, you know, adding restrictions or re-adding restrictions um, to what we can do in terms of hair salons are now closed as of Monday. Uh, Once again, indoor malls, a a bunch of indoor activities essentially throughout the state. So, and that that's happening in a lot of places where, um, new mask laws are, are happening. New restrictions are happening uh, in hot spots throughout the country. So we're not in a in a good place in the country. And that leaves the, the conversations between the NFLPA and the NFL on how to start training camp. Very complicated. And, you know, I could get into all the details. I just don't think they're that interesting. But right now, the two sides are are talking on Monday about everything, how they're going to on ramp the season, player safety health and then economics. Uh, there's an idea to have like a stipend if you end up being on a team or even if you show up to work, you get an extra $250,000 or $500,000 this year. That's guaranteed even if the games aren't completed. That's one idea. Does that go for us too? <laughs> Maybe if, they, if, we have, if, yeah, if we go, have to go into the studio, we I think we should talk we, about that. We should hold fast to that one. Yeah, I don't think they're uh, right now. We are we are not going back into the studio as NFL media employees. But um, I, I think the biggest takeaway is just we're two weeks away, supposedly from when all the teams are supposed to show up. And I think it's fair to say there is increasing um, concern that they're not going to be starting on that date. That that is that is up in the air. And I, I think Ian Rappaport and, and some of the players have have talked about that. I think I, my hope is. If they don't start, right, if if we're looking at this at, at it won't happen, I hope it's for safety reasons. I, I hope it's not over uh, a contract dispute or just the dispute over the money, because I, I think we've seen, at, at least in Tom's reporting since Friday, some pretty reasonable um, proposals from the PA side. Right. And you could you could negotiate uh, on that in terms of, you know, the stipend or how much money is going to players who have guaranteed salaries uh, in the event of a loss. But I, I just I hope the decisions are being made with regards to safety first and then everything else can can kind of follow after that. But I mean, if there's a if there's a good faith effort on, on both sides to be as safe as possible to start, then then that's a starting point. But it's uh, it's unfortunate that 
players who, and this is just in general how it is always with with like CBAs and contracts. Like players have a very limited window uh, to make money, and the owners have a significantly larger window. And so when you're asking players to split losses, right? If, if there's up to four billion dollars in losses, if you want them to split it fifty fifty over the course of one year. I don't think anybody could really look at that and say that's that's fair, right? Right. For these players in particular to to shoulder that loss, it, it's it's complicated. Which is why I'm not going to be, you know, lighting you know torches or pitch take the pitchforks out at this point. It is complicated, and I if on both sides and the revenue sharing aspect to the league adds another layer of complication. But nothing's more complicated than the health stuff. And nothing's more out of the league's control than the health stuff in California and Texas and Florida, which is having record cases. So yeah, I keep going back to that same point. The league's not the league, the league and the players aren't going to have any ability to help control that. And that that's where it's going to be really complicated. And, and I did, I, I reached out to Ian, see if he had anything extra where he's just kind of feeling things. And he's, he just said, he, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything anything so if you have this idea of like there's a certain group of people that n- knows what's going to happen i i don't think so maybe it's at the very inside of the the league office where roger goodell works um that has like a hope of how things are going to go but i i don't think anyone in terms of teams coaches or even the highest place media people really have have any clue how this is going to go Fun times. Yeah. Hooray. And and extrapolate that not just out through the NFL, but through all of society um, in the United States of America where nobody really knows. Are we bumming, are we bumming people out? Are we bumming you out, Erica? That's what I worry about. I mean, no, it's it's this is our current. It's our present. I think it'll right. be interesting to see what happens with the bubble with the NBA. And yes. I think yes. that everything that's happening right now in other sports is going to directly translate to to this league. And even Russell Westbrook today is positive for coronavirus. Right. So mm-hmm. it's happening at an alarming rate still. Right. A lot of players and, and you're right. I, I totally agree that some of the trial and error that the MLB and NF, uh, NBA are going through in terms of their testing time and how that gets complicated, um, that the NFL be watching that closely. But the NFL also has, uh, has way more people. By the way, I saw Russell Westbrook at our local kids' park last summer. Um, so you're going to say last was, week. I was like, you might want to no, go. No, no, last summer. <laughs> and, I mean, not surprising that he's, you know, uh, a striking individual in person, but he could do like, he could lift his daughter up to like the high part of the, the playground um, <laughs> in which I could, which there's no way that I could, like he could just pick her up and take her down, but it was like seven feet in the air. And that's the sort of level of parenting that he can provide <laughs> like that. I, I just can't, I just can't. What do you have to do? Climb up and she's going to climb down. up and down, which is fine. That's the whole idea. But you know, if she, it, I think in this case, his, his kid was upset and he could just like reach up and, and grab her. And that wasn't going to happen for me. He's a tall, you know, he's a guard. So you don't think of it, but he is a tall, tall man. Yeah. It, it, the scale of NBA players kind of throws everything off. Like, especially when you think like, like Dwayne Wade and Julio Jones are the same size, <laughs> but like, really, you that's the thing. Westbrook is what? Six, six or seven or something. So you, I don't know. You don't think of it, but yeah, he looked like Cam Newton. Apparently they play at the church 
uh, him and some players play Gonzo. Gonzo, our, our friend Colleen's uh, husband, John Gonzalez. Drop. Do you have that drop? Of course not. Are in we there? in a studio? You think uh, I can just pull it out of I nowhere? I thought maybe you could like later, you could just throw it in there. He, I mean, he somehow, I can see. He somehow knew he's in the neighborhood that the NBA <laughs> players get down at that, that church gym right near us. Moving on. All right. Let's talk franchise tag. I know um, I know uh, the training camp may or may not start on time, but the rest of the NFL little dates in terms of transactions have gone off as planned all offseason. And that includes almost the last one, which is the day that franchise tag players have to sign a long term deal by or they only have the option to play under that tag this year. That day is July 15th. That day is Friday. I mean, Wednesday, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does not appear that Dak Prescott is going to sign a new contract. They're very far apart. Um, and to expand it even further, it doesn't look like any one of the players that was a franchise tag. And there was 14 of them this year, which is a huge number. I think it's the second most ever um, got the franchise tag this year. Justin Simmons, the safety of the Broncos. They're apparently talking Leonard Williams. He's not getting it. Uh, Matthew Judon is fighting to be counted as a linebacker instead of, I mean, a defensive end instead of a linebacker. Shaq Barrett's doing that. But the, my takeaway two days away from this deadline is that it looks like none of these guys are getting long-term contract. That includes Chris Jones as well, Patrick. Yeah. And a part of that is just the general direction that the franchise tag has taken over the last few years. And, and then again, like not to like, bring it back down but it's just this the uncertainty that's associated with this virus yeah. right um and so i there's been and and you see like like ian uh said today that you know there's still two days for deck right but what's what's the incentive right um especially if you're considering that there's a possibility that this season might be shortened um you know if he's if he's on the tag like he he could stand to lose a lot of money on on a show. So what's the incentive from the pl- the team? You're saying because there's yep. still there's still incentive from the player's perspective to get right. that guaranteed money sooner sure. than later. Yeah, get some get some guaranteed money at the signing. But what's as far as Jerry? There, it's just it's just not there, and so that's working out in their favor. And a lot of these other guys, it's just like oh, we'll we'll tag him. Um, Yeah, I don't know that they were interested in having them long term anyway. Most of them, I would agree. I I don't think Matthew Judon was ever getting a long term deal. I don't think Shaq Barrett was ever getting a long term deal. Leonard Williams is the truth, baby. Leonard Williams (laughs) was definitely not getting a long term deal. Joe Tooney with the the Patriots, um, I don't think was ever getting uh, a long term deal. But guys like Chris Jones, who have made some noise about letting this holdout go a little further, it does appear like. Chiefs are trying to make some sort of good faith effort. Um, it, it'd be complicated, but I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And uh, the Cowboys, especially, um, man, they they got a good deal just having him on a one year contract. But it's dangerous. I mean, I think the you know it really is dangerous because I think you know Dak's only going to be worth more and more as this go you know if he plays well this year, and I think he will. I just oh I I. I, I... <laughs> I don't understand how we're still doing this thing that, that Matthew Judon and Shaq Barrett are having to deal with. Like, if you if you're rushing the passer a certain number of times, like yeah, like st- just just stop trying to play call these dudes linebackers. Like, wh- what are we doing? He led the NFL in sacks. Are you gonna say he's a linebacker? Like, I don't. Uh, I this can't. is 
Yeah, for this is getting in the weeds, but this is a battle that's been going on, I think, for like 15 years at different positions. There was outside linebacker and inside linebacker teams used to battle over, and they just made it total linebacker. You're right. They need to make edge a position. Yeah. That's what we've done at the projected starter series. You know, that's what they've done at Roto World. They, they don't even mess with DE. Yeah, right. They just I mean, go edge. Follow we, us. We just say edge for the NFL draft. I mean, it's it's not like, you know, these Mario Williams, Julius Peppers guys are, are coming in a whole lot. Like where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is this is the guy. Like you line up, if you rush the quarterback, then you're an edge. That's it. All right. We don't have like a ton of like high, super crazy level news, but we are going to run through uh, a few more stories quickly. Uh, one of them, including the Patriots that I – I don't think it's just me being a Patriots fan that finds this interesting. They opened up $7.74 million in cap space over the weekend when uh, the NFL ruled in their favor on a pair of grievances involving Antonio Brown and, wait for it, Aaron Hernandez. They are getting salary cap space back um, from the Aaron Hernandez saga in the year 2020, uh, Erica, I know you're a salary cap expert. I also know you're an Aaron Hernandez expert after watching um, the documentary. I think you listened to the podcast. You are a Patriots fan. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah. When it com- <laughs> when it comes to cap stuff, like I'm your girl, and this is this is huge <laughs> news. This is the best news of 2020. Uh, no, I have no idea. I th- I mean, it's 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 kind of good. It feels like that's sort of closing the door on the, I mean, you don't want to turn your turn a blind eye to the Patriots history, but it is sort of nice to kind of put that behind us going forward. It's also nice to get an MVP quarterback and be like, Oh man, we only look, man, we only got so much money. You know what I'm saying? If you want to play football, (laughs) that's a good call. This is all we got. You know, this is it. This is, this is our offer. And then the next week it's like, Oh, Hey, look, we got somebody. Oh, well you already signed. Okay. Well, we'll somebody else. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's, um, that is convenient. Maybe that plays into a, a future signing. I mean, maybe it's like a come and, and make sure you're healthy and show. <laughs> I mean, I know that's like the stupidest argument. Ever, I mean, they would love. I would. They would love Cam to ball out and uh, to sign him to a big term contract. He, they can use the franchise tag on Cam, and he does have a lot of incentives on his contract, but not that many. I mean, not enough where if he plays uh, well as a starter, that um, he he's going to be the best bargain. In the entire league, and you know, you know who believes me? You know who, who agrees? Cameron Newton. Let's let's listen to Cam <laughs> Newton. Um, I know you haven't heard this, Patrick, but I don't know. There's something about me. I've always been a Cam fan. I'm obviously a Patriots fan. There's something about this entire experience that, as we're getting closer to it, is fascinating to me. And I just want to listen to uh, a video that Cam released after a workout. This. And if you can find it, it's wor- it's cinematic. I mean, well, I mean, the, we're listening to it. Crazy. We're going to listen to the whole thing. So, Patrick, feel free. We can talk a little over it because otherwise, okay. it's like a, it's a minute and a half long. Let's hit it, Ricky. You know what make this different is he's, he's actually I tired right now. This camp. Yeah, they ain't never seen him. That's a big you spit, by the way. He he hocked the loogie. Never seen him. The forgotten Cam. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it on Cam. Tired of being sick of tired Cam. Felt like I was just left to die. 
There's a lot of Cecil in this. No, I'm saying it's just, 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 it's over with for him. He ain't the same player. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta and what you're saying. This is the this is the this, the growing up Cam Patrick. Nah, this, people for Cam is literally the son of a preacher man. Mm. <laughs> I adore it. I admire it. <laughs> Taste it. I want. I want everything about it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's got the workout endorphins juicing through him right now. Yeah, I ain't never seen that. Me. We, we gotta get. Uh, we gotta get these guys to like follow more friendly timelines, so they it. they're not only exposed to activity. It. I admire it. I want to taste it. I want. I want everything about it. All right, that took a. You know what I'm saying? Because. Ooh, oh. I ain't never seen that. Me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't Wait, did we just loop back to the beginning or something? Yeah. What just happened? No, he's just repeating himself. Yeah, loving all my kids oh, more. Okay, here he is. Here's the big ending. Got more energy. You know what I'm saying? Chosen say, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. We going to Charlotte? I said, no, son. It's over with. <laughs> Charlotte's dead. We got another place we're going to. <laughs> We're going north. Oh, yeah. We're going north. The, the smile on y'all's faces uh, when he said <laughs> that, even though both of you had heard it before, yes. uh, this kind of indicates to me the passion of being an NFL fan, and I'm glad that you guys have another uh, fantastic <laughs> quarterback, albeit a, a more cinematic one, almost. Almost. I mean, there is something to – first of all, I love that – you know, he said, you said the humble hand cam is gone. It's like the humble cam wasn't around for too long. And we, no one wants that. That's not, that's not who cam is. I want, I want this cam. I love that. He's, he's calling himself the, uh, we had to beep out some words there, but the did it on cam. And I don't know. I, uh, it, it's just going to be, it's going to be fascinating. I don't know. It makes me so much more excited if there is oh football God. this season. I just don't want him to be bad. I know. I do not want to imagine what Boston is like if he doesn't play well. Um, but uh, man, he's going to make it. He's, he makes it. He makes it fun. Please, people talk about Jared Stidham competing with him. And it doesn't even like cut off. He is like, we're going north, and then he like looks off into the distance and then walks into the darkness like <laughs> someone following him. I was just like, let's go. Yeah, the, you, you're right that this is NFL fandom in a nutshell because I never watch any of these player type videos hype. Type of, I've never watched the camp video like this before, but now that um, now that it's the Patriots and in this quiet time, I'm like watching this and thinking, oh yeah, watch out! It's like I, Game of Thrones, right? I, I think we're gonna we're we're gonna know pretty early, right? Um, I, I think so. Somebody's gonna run a deep out, and if Cam's fastball is back, well, then you guys are gonna win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> that's the only that that's the the only difference. Like if Cam if Cam's arm is back, then then that's it. The Patriots. I think so. I think you're going to know by mid-August if if they're actually practicing at full speed, and that's going to take weeks, I think, to really find out about. But maybe it's late August. Basically, if he's just out there and he's healthy, then then we know. Then they have Cam for as long as as it's going to last, and maybe that's six games, maybe that's six years. It, it's it's really uh, tough to tell, but it is it is one of the uh, delightful subplots uh of this season that that makes me hope that we do have it um after this season though we already know a little bit about uh the broadcasting teams for 2021 greg olson 
has officially signed to Fox Sports. We've been tracking this story, and I just figured let's throw it in there. He is signing for 2021 to Fox Sports. He's going to be their number two analyst, along with Kevin Burkhardt. That was the old Charles Davis role. Charles Davis is going to CBS. Moose Johnston is going to fill it this year, but just for one year. And Greg Olson is getting a a nice um, post-career gig. And uh, I'm all about it because I think he's done a great job when he's, he's done some games. I can't wait to see what the third leg of Greg's career is going to look like. I mean, he is just, uh, he's taken over. Uh, we, he's been in the, at, at Miami, um, flourished in, in Charlotte. You know, they had an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And, and I think it's good. Like, there's, there was this era, right, of color guys um, that didn't really, it, it seemed like it was forced. Uh, almost and, and kind of Romo has opened up this idea of just kind of get up there and be you uh, don't necessarily try to fit into this this broadcaster mold that, that we've all been up there and if you if you want to have if you want to have fun if you want to be excited if you want to riff on the guy that's calling the game like go up there and do it I, I'm I'm excited to see Greg do it I'm, I'm excited to see you know the, the next wave not to, not to push anybody out but you know just let's let's just watch the game and have some fun and uh, not be all kaji hmm Give Nate Burleson and that uh, NFL Network team a little extra work, too. I think they they were fun out in uh, the U.K. last year. Uh, A couple smaller items, again, we're going to close up with here and and say goodbye. And we will be doing one other show this week unless you just come at me and and say, uh, no, (laughs) no. You're just like, that wasn't good enough. Sorry, Greg. Um, Raheem Mostert had a trade request. This happened after we taped our last podcast. On uh, Wednesday, since then, the agents walked it back some somewhat or totally uh, that he realizes it was a bad idea. But he does want to raise Raheem Mostert, a Super Bowl and playoff hero. I mean, could have been, you know, one of the most valuable 49ers there was, uh, Erica. But they just don't want to pay him because he's a running back and they find running backs on trees in San Francisco. I do think it's a little it's funny that he's like, actually, you know, I don't want to trade anymore, which is like the (laughs) ultimate leverage. It's like if I go to my boss and I'm like, hey, someone's really recruiting me and like they're going to pay me whatever. Then they're like, "Okay, go. And it's like, oh, wait, no, like I'm good here. But can we like work something out? I mean, you've tried that move. I have. Yeah, I'm still trying. I try it, you know, weekly. You've you've tried like the beginning steps of that of of that move. Oh, I think it could be successful. I think at this point, your leverage is greater than it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. But for for Raheem Mostert, I I think they kind of like I would I would think that Shanahan would want to keep that team as close together as possible for right now because they are in that window still, and especially with the season that they had, they're in a good place. Is that Sage? Hi, yeah. Sage. Sage is, is making a guest appearance. Uh, do you want to do? Do you need to? Do you need to go? Do you want to bring Sage on the show? No. It's up to you. I mean, she is on the show. I love having her. Well, we can. Yeah, we can see her here in a second. Lauren is uh, manipulating a uh, a uh, excrement receptacle device, and uh, <laughs> oh, you see, this is what um, I'm sure it's great audio. If it, <laughs> no, I think it's great. It's a slice of life. Um, but honestly, like. I understand where Raheem Mostert is coming from. Oh, you're just pivoting right off of Sage? I thought you were giving a give some fatherly, like, okay, this is what life is like. I don't really have any, like, fatherly things to present. Mm -hmm. Like, Lauren's just been carrying us this this past (laughs) couple of weeks. And so, like, my fatherly advice would be to uh, 
to find a spouse at a yeah, party. Mary Lauren. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I would suggest everybody <laughs> marry somebody like my wife, but not my wife because I like her too much. If you guys want to say hey to Sage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Hi. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh. She is so beautiful. Erica's living that baby life, seeing Lincoln and Sage oh my God, back I know. to back. Oh, look at the little yawn. Oh, you're just waking up. Yeah, not happy about it. Or maybe maybe this light's a little bright. Cute. So cute. But, like for for most of if if I get it, like the dude's over six yards of carry right for his career, and I understand that people want to like attribute that. And I know that we've done a lot of math here recently with regards to running backs and. Like the guy is is popped off big runs and he he makes plays so like why wouldn't he try to get like try yeah. to get some money man like we don't know how long this game's gonna exist we don't know how long players' careers are gonna so I'm never gonna like dump on a guy for trying to put himself in position to to make some more money. Well, here's the thing he he was the best one last they were they were at their best last year and he was the best one last year especially when it mattered. They've had a lot of different people in there. And this is kind of a, a something people don't consider when you bring free agents into your um, organization, that the other people at that position see what they make. And if they end up outperforming them, then that becomes a problem, or if they already were. In this case, Mostert you know, w- was paid at a normal rate, but now he sees Tevin Coleman, and he saw what Jarek McKinnon was making, um, and he's making a lot less than them, and he he was a lot more valuable than Tevin Coleman was, even when Coleman was on the field. And so, uh, and so you get upset, and uh, maybe they'll give him a little pop. May, I wouldn't be surprised if um, they put some incentives or throwing throwing something into his contract. Give him a throw him a bone at least. Um, we are going to wrap up with some more running back news, which is that Devonta Freeman, um, who is not in the league right now, reportedly did have interest. Um, from a, a variety of teams, but couldn't settle on, on the right number um, has had his relationship with his agent terminated that his hmm. agent sort of fired him, I guess, basically because he wouldn't take the contract that she uh, was hoping that he took, which is, you don't see that too often. Yeah. I, I would, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear from Devonte Freeman, right? Um, yeah. Because, um, the agent out in front, right, has has something has some has a lot of skin in the game. Uh, maybe not as much as as Devontae Freeman, and I'm not I'm definitely not doubting anybody's reporting. But um, you know, it's kind of like a, when a marriage doesn't work, and it's like, uh, yeah, sources say that he was a jerk, and it's like, oh well, let's let's uh, let's get another point of view here because maybe uh, maybe there's some blame to be cast on both sides. Hmm. Are you are you? You know, referring to the the Jay Cutler divorce, or you're just any uh, okay, perhaps any any relationship involving more than one person, right? Because there were some stories, <laughs> there were some stories that came out immediately that didn't paint Jay in the in the in the in the brightest light, and uh, you know, in, does, in the entertainment press, and it felt like okay, I, this is probably not coming from Jay's camp. Yeah, does Jay does Jay Cutler paint himself in the brightest light? Like, do, do we? It's like who can you blame here, really? <laughs> I mean, but, but honestly, I mean, when you get involved with, with AJ Cutler, one would think that you would be aware of the circumstances that would follow. Um, but, you know, all the best to Jay and Kristen and Devontae and his agent as well. 
His uh, agent is named Kristen. Kristen Campbell. Yeah, I don't like it. When the agent's putting it out there like that, they're cl- clearly trying to say like, hey, guys, it wasn't my fault that he didn't get a contract this offseason. So it's playing the game. I don't love that. Oh, and one uh, on the topic of agents, one thing that I, that I thought about, uh, Charlie Casserly kind of slightly went in on Patrick Mahomes' agent uh, last week, and it was like the, the first time that I remember any concrete criticism of a player's agent. Uh, and so that was cool. To, oh, to you finally, like that? You like to that? Finally, see that? Yeah, because when the when the, when the players sign their own contracts, right? It's like, oh, well, they could have got this, that, and the other. But if it's if it's an agent done deal, generally, that's fair. It, the idea is like, oh, well, this is the best that they could have done. You know, this they were working with certain circumstances because agents really dictate the course of our conversations about a lot of things. And uh, I'm glad I've got a better one now. <laughs> <I'll just laughs> <say that. laughs> Good ending. Good. I want, to, I want to hear more about that later. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Erica, hopefully you find the agent of your dreams. I hope so. Thanks, Greg. I've got mine. You know, shout out to Burke. And um, that's it for this show, I think. We're just doing news. We're going to update you on, um, on everything that's happening in the NFL a little later in the week. And, um, and that's it. And we'll be back with our, our full shows next week and our TV show around the NFL broadcast next week, but we're going to hold it down this week and we're going to have fun doing it. Thank you, Patrick. Thank thank you, Ricky. Let's do it. For Patrick Claibon, (laughs) Erica Tamposi, for Lauren and Sage, they jumped in here for Patrick Claibon's fired agent. (laughs) See you Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.